You're listening to a Centro Church podcast. Our, our first speaker tonight, Robin Maxwell, who's uh, been a missionary in China since 2002. An incredible woman of God. Give Robin a big welcome as she comes. Well, it's been a journey for us, the David and I and our son Jonathan. A lot of you probably know that in 2017 I had a cancer scare and then spent a year and a quarter in um, Australia doing chemotherapy and radiotherapy. And uh, so the amazing thing is that nine months ago we went back to China. <laughs> we went back to where, you know, our heart is. And it was just amazing to just to be there. And I remember um, sitting in our lounge room and asking God, what do you want me to do? Because I don't have the energy. No, we ran uh, women's ministries and touched a lot of lives of women and I just didn't have the energy. And God said to me, I want you to pray and I want you to be a mum. And he said, and this is pretty cool. He said, when you pray, I will do the work. And so for the last nine months, I've just learned to rest in him and not to strive. And I've learned in that, that when you don't strive and you let God do it, the work, he does it better than what I could do. Um, he's just amazing. He's shown me how amazing he is and how little he requires of me. He requires my heart and he requires me to surrender to him. And I just surrender to him, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. And I find that I'm, I can just be myself and I can minister to people in the Chinese communities just by being with them, encouraging them, speaking life, life into their life because that's what God has called me to do. That's the thing that the core of who I am. I found out that that's what I'm supposed to do. doesn't matter where I am, that's what I'm supposed to do. So it's just amazing that we're back We're back in China, doing what God's called us to do, just loving it. Thank you so much, family of God, for being with us the whole way. Thank you. We love you. And, of course, the other half of the uh, Maxwell Dynamic Duo uh, to the uh, Red, Red Nation uh, of China is David. And so David's going to come and share. Why don't you welcome David as he comes? Well, no, I don't know if I can top that, but anyway, uh, it's great to be here. Yeah, we obviously, uh, that was a, a, a pivotal time in our life um, where God sort of took us off the field for a short time. Uh, and uh, for me, that re- was really a re- refocusing. You kind of think, and I think it's easy for all of us. Some, it's easy to be defined by what we do. Um, maybe, maybe more so for us guys. 
and so when I was back here, and if I think, oh, what do I do? Well, I'm, I'm a missionary. But then I was back here in Australia, and I wasn't being what I thought I, who I was thought I was supposed to be. So it really helped me to see, well, that's not who I am. I am, most of, first of all, a child of God. I'm a husband. I'm a, I'm a dad. And then for all of us, we, are, we have that identity of who we are. And then from who we are in God flows the things that we do. So I think that really helped that year to, to, to focus on. And, and perhaps in the busyness before all these medical things happened, it was kind of like a focus on doing this, doing this, we're going to get this ministry happening, do this activity, kind of thing like that. But uh, it helped me to focus that the things that we do flow instead from, from who we are. So, yeah, the wonderful thing is we're through the other side of that, that, that medical thing and now we're back on the field and then we have maybe that, that tweak, that modification of understanding who, what is our identity uh, and so we're free to just do, do the stuff uh, based on that, knowing who we are. So uh, this time, I've uh, been back uh, under a year, but it's the activities that we've been able to do, it's much more, um, I think, uh, fruitful, less of a striving, because knowing it's coming from the right place. So uh, this last year, we've been doing uh, like a new church plant, and uh, I've actually been leading the worship most weeks, and uh, I, I'm just loving that, you know, and because I love, I love music, I love worship, um, and, and just finding, uh, finding the, the joy in that, it's not a thing of, oh, I've got to prepare the songs, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, but it's more the joy of, oh, this is something I love to do, and because of different security issues in the past, I haven't been able to really do upfront worship, uh, and so it's a new experience that I've just been able to uh, enjoy. And uh, a lot of the other things I've been doing this year have just been with kids. Uh, uh, well, I shouldn't say just with kids, but it's been great with kids that they don't have great expectations of what you can do. They just want you to hang out, you know. So it's like kind of discovering, yeah, I can just be myself and impact around, around me, in my case in China, through, through who I am. So... Uh, that's been a that's been a great uh, experience, a great uh, discovery. So it's been uh, good to see God doing great things on the field, and there is that doing. And of course, there are times when you're when you're busy, but realizing you're much more fruitful when you're coming from the right place. That you're you're ministering, you're doing out of your identity in God, knowing who you are is because you're His child, not because of. I'm this title, I'm this position or something like that. So it's been great to, to see great things happen uh, in China and also to see them not coming out of that sense of, uh, that sense of striving and when busyness comes or whatever, we kind of think, well, it, it, we don't need to feel, the, feel pressure. We, we've said a few times that after Robin's medical things, when, when you've been through the big stuff, you don't sweat the little stuff. You know, so of course things come and stress comes and whatever, and and we had an activity coming where we had a an Aussie band come over and do some some concerts and stuff, and then uh, then that we had we finally got a a concert prepared for a university, and I thought, wow, it's amazing, we can still get in in a university to do a concert, and then the day before they con they cancelled uh, because of like political reasons, and oh, you know, 
what are we going to do? And I just got to try and remember. God's got it under control. He's got a plan. It's, it's the responsibilities on him and we just do what we can. And then in the end, we managed to reschedule and we had a brilliant time at that university. And I thought, man, all that, all that hard work and organising it was worth it that we got to, to have such a wonderful time. We did even some, mostly secular songs, but we did some of the, the song, similar songs like Tonight. And um, people were jumping up and down. They're praising God even though they didn't know what the words meant. And we were able to make great connections and we've seen people come along from there uh, to our regular activity uh, of the English Corner and some of them joined just last week for their first ever time to celebrate Easter. And I thought, oh, isn't that, isn't that brilliant, you know? And we were just having a good time, singing music, uh, having chatting about English, chatting about, you know, Easter, colouring in Easter eggs and, and God's doing great stuff. And, and it wasn't about pressure it wasn't about striving, but it was just about being ourselves and, and showing God's love. So that's just like what I'd like to share tonight. So thanks, guys. God bless. Thanks, Dave. Excellent. Excellent. Um, the Greaves first left uh, Australia for Kazakhstan when Jesse was three years old. Um, and so that was the best part of 16, I think, odd years ago. Uh, and so Jesse has grown up um, on a foreign soil, so to speak. He's grown up uh, very much in, in, uh, in Kazakhstan, in Almaty, in around that area. And now, of course, in Georgia. And uh, he's become quite a, uh, a, a, a significant figure in the context of what um, the Greaves are doing there. And it's great to have him here with us tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. Yes, you grieve. Well, good evening, everyone. It's great to be here. And uh, I just want to share a little about my life. So about two years ago, around the same time, um, I was born again, and I gave my life to Christ. And, you know, those two years up until this point have just been such an experience. I've learned so much and God's been really good to me. And, you know, through constant encounters with his love, his grace and his forgiveness, he's really taught me what it means to, you know, to serve him and what a blessing and what an honor it is to serve him. And so I'm just, you know, so excited to see what God can do, you know, in my life and the life of our family. And, you know, Already he's done so much, and I'm just so excited to, um, to continue to serve him and to, you know, share with uh, the people in Georgia and in our town about him and hopefully see them come to God. So, yeah, I just want to thank you guys for your continued support financially and in prayer. And, yeah, just thank you very much. Yeah, um, do, you have to agree with me that Blair and Alfie have done a great job of raising Jess. He's a fine young man, and, uh, and Lockie too, who's engaged to be married, and he gets married in the next two months or something. Yeah, so that's exciting. And uh, Blair and Alfie uh, shared a little bit about their journey here this morning at Ipswich, but tonight I'm going to talk more about what's been going on in the context of their own heart over these last uh, a uh, few months and years, and we're going to hear first from the lovely Althea. So give Althea a big hand as she comes, eh? 
Good evening, everyone. Um, so at the beginning of the year, I think it was a very timely uh, moment for me that I was working through uh, some teaching um, of sermons, and it was um, the first book of John. Uh, I know that God knows what our year is going to look like and what our life is going to look like, and I think he used this time just to give me this encouragement. Um, I, I am very aware of my limitations. I'm very aware of that sometimes I have insecurities. Um, but with him, I know that I, am, I can do all things. And, and just the privilege that I have that I am serving him in, a, in another, in a foreign country, um, is, just gives me that excitement. Um, through, this, through this teaching, it was talking about the relationship that we can have with Jesus, you know, when we receive him as our Lord and Saviour. But it doesn't stop there. It ha- is that fellowship. It's when I, for me, it was when I said, okay, Lord, I'm emptying all of myself and giving myself to you, and then you impute all that you are, your power, your love, your compassion, and it connects with me. And then when I do that, out of that comes a joy and comes an excitement. And life doesn't have to be boring or mundane. It can be the amazing, uh, amazing time. So, you know, I, I knew this. I've read all this before, but it was just... it. It was like he was encouraging me, saying, I'm walking with you. You don't have to try to be somebody somebody else. It's like these guys said, just to be yourself. And when you partner with me, then I can do amazing things through you. And so I would get up in the morning and I said, okay, Lord, what are we going to do today? Who are you going to put across my path that I can encourage, that I can share the gospel or that I can just pray for? And with that in mind, it just becomes exciting. So for me, I'm, I'm looking forward to you know going back to Georgia. It's been two months almost since we've been here, but... Um, I know that he hasn't finished with me and I know that as I trust in him and be aware of him working in my life, we can do great things together and people will be saved and people will hear the gospel through me. And it's like, thank you. Thank you, Father, that you're using me. So God bless you all. Thank you. Thanks, Jeffrey. And last, but certainly not least, uh, is a, is a man who I've known for, for many, many years. And uh, one thing that strikes you about Blair is Blair's all, uh, what, the, the theme all the way through is just being yourself. And uh, I, I've known Blair for decades, and I've never known Blair to be anything but himself, uh, which I just think is, a, you know, that's, that's a really, really good thing. Uh, so Blair just brings uh, the Spirit of Christ out of him by being the one that God has made him. It's great to have him. Thanks, Blair. <laughs> I just want to confirm um, what's been said. Uh, before we came to Australia, you know, we were preparing and, uh, you know, what is this journey of the next two months going to look like? You know, we've got to travel a lot of places, say, meet a lot of people, eat a lot of meals. And um, and I, I, we also just, from our hearts, sincerely prayed and said, God, like, how do you want us to go about this? What's the attitude you want us to have? How do we get through this, you know, uh, correctly? And 
The word of the Lord to my heart was, be yourself. Just be yourself and I'll work through you. I'll, it's, I'll work. And I think that's a great, um, some kind of theme coming through what's said tonight. Uh, I'd like to actually read a scripture, if that's okay, to sort of give my, what God's been doing in my heart um, these past months is like a current uh, script, uh, uh, God working in my heart. So it's from the book of Genesis, and it's um, when Abraham came back from rescuing his, uh, his nephew Lot, and I'll just read anyway. It says, after Abraham returned from defeating the uh, defeating Kaldor Lamer, sorry about that, and the kings who allied with him, the king of Sodom came out to meet uh, in the valley of Shaveh, that is the king's valley. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God most high. And, and then this is, um, this is what he says to Abraham. And he blessed Abraham, saying, Blessed be Abraham by the God most high, creator, creator of heaven and earth. And blessed be the God most high who delivered, you, uh, delivered your enemies into your hands. Then Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. The king of Sodom said to Abraham, Give me the people and you keep the goods for yourself. But Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand to the Lord most high, creator of heaven and earth, and I, I have taken an oath that I will accept nothing that belongs to you, not even a thread or a thong of a sandal, so that you will never be able to say that you made Abraham rich. Um, so what's current for me is I've sort of had this passion about like looking at the life of Abraham, revisiting it, and just trying to um, find you know, blessings and encouragement for my own life. And Paul said to uh, the Romans in chapter 4, I think it was, uh, there's a little phrase that he mentions when talking about Abraham. He says, Abraham faced the fact. He faced the fact about his body, about his situation. But nevertheless, he strengthened himself and he believed God. Um, and it was accounted to him as righteousness and he became the father of many nations. And when we look at this story... Abraham had a lot of facts that he was facing, like he, he um, was fighting armies and he had a big family to look after and he was living in a very hostile land. He didn't have a, an heir and he had a lot of facts that he had to face. And um, so that's how it is with us uh, very often and I'm sure with the Maxwells. There's a lot of facts that you have to face uh, when you want to uh, cross-culturally reach people. And, but the key to, the key to this story uh, that I just read and why it's so current to me is because if you look at what happened to Abraham when um, Melchizedek brought the bread and the wine and Abraham gave him a tenth, if you understand what was happening then, 
when they came into this oath or this covenant, what God was saying to Abraham through Melchizedek was, all that I am, everything that I am is available to you. And Abraham, when he gave his tenth, that was a picture of saying, I'm yours. Everything that I am, all, all that I am, all that I have is completely available to you. And that's why when he stood in front of this king and was offered this fortune, he said, sorry, I'm already married. You know, I'm, I'm in a, a beautiful relationship and I know who I belong to and he provides everything for me. And so... You know, um, when we uh, live and work and we have our challenges and it's the same for you, I can just imagine Abraham, and I try to do this, um, I could imagine Abraham, he was standing in front of the king of Sodom and this huge crowd and they probably the king probably wanted to make a huge deal out of it to really say, look, I'm, I'm making Abraham... And imagine the fortitude that Abraham had at that moment to internally look into his heart and into his own mind and heart and turn to the God who was, he was in relationship with. And I want to say if Althea and I have achieved anything uh, over these past years, and I believe some great things have really happened, it's because... Um, because we have a covenant with a God who is completely available to us. And he's completely available to us. He is whatever we need him to be to us in the moment because we are fully available to him. And... um, and if, if, if you learn to live on that basis, it's really exciting because God does great things, things that we could never do. And, um, and so this, this story has become like a picture that my soul has captured and it just keeps speaking to me. Like just, and I think John quoted, um, John quoted the Great Commission earlier and he said, you know, Jesus said... Uh, you know, all power and authority has been given unto me and I, and I send you into all the world, preach the gospel, make disciples and remember that I'm always with you. And I think that was what Abraham understood at that moment. He understood the same thing. All, all that Jesus is, all his power, all his love, all his... Um, Grace, all his uh, influence, all his wisdom and insight is available to us if we are available to him. And when Jesus said that on that great commission, that's what he's saying. Whatever you need me to be in you, that's what I'll be. I'm available to you. And it's just a beautiful thing. It's an amazing thing. And this is what we want to call people to discover that so that they can be healed and, and um, have joy and peace knowing that God is in them and with them. And this is something that just keeps coming back and filling our hearts. And so God bless you and thank you. Please.
Thanks, mate. Thanks, Blair. You know the whole concept of being open to God, the whole idea of, of uh, just being who you are, being free to be you, is probably the most releasing and most important lesson in life. Because as authentic as you can be to God is as much power that you can get from God. Um, James says, confess your sins one for another, pray for one another another that you may be healed. And I don't think that's necessarily so that you might be forgiven because we don't need to tell anyone our sin to be forgiven. We just confess it to God and we are forgiven. But there's something more important in that little verse, and it's this. Did you know that you are as healthy and as powerful as your deepest secret? The more secrets you get in life the greater the walls around your spirit. Uh, I I heard something today which I thought was, well, I kind of figured it anyway, but I thought it was interesting. They reckon that two-thirds of Instagram posts are lies. 66% of Instagram posts are lies. Uh, They are people projecting an image that is not real. They're making their life, their holiday, their family, whatever, uh, more significant look better than it actually is and why is that why why have we got to project something that we're not really what is it we're not happy about with who we are and what we are that we're going to try to make something up to meet the grade and one of the things that you get from hanging out with these guys is they don't sugarcoat the truth they don't if that's if they've got cancer they got cancer you know if things aren't going well not going well but our God is with us and and there is this incredible sense of God's going to do something significant despite me and despite my current experience your authentic um, position before God is your most powerful if you can strip away all the pretense and all of the reputation that you think you have And you can just be honest, honest with yourself, honest with your your family, your friends, the people around you, honest to God. You become an unstoppable force. Nothing. There's nothing that can stand in your way. You just get all that walls and all that pretense. And, and, and a lot of the lies we tell aren't so much deceptive lies of manipulation is they are just covering lies of inadequacy because I'm just not as with it as him or got it, what she's got. So I, I don't want to miss out. I don't want to feel like I'm not in, in the club. So I, I hide. And uh, man, it's destroying so many lives. Destroying people destroying people everyone's trying to up the ante of happy family happy family (laughs) I see pictures of happy family and unfortunately I know the truth (laughs) I just think oh God why are you trying to pretend why are we trying to pretend who are we trying to impress what are we trying to prove because you know and that's one side of it but the, the real sad side of it is that cuts you off from God Access to God is not found 
in your perfection. It's found in your authenticity. That's where access to God is. It's not in the fact that you've lived this pious, wonderful, powerful life. Access to God is in you being the you that God has created. And if that's what you take away from here tonight, well, it was worthwhile. <laughs> it was worth the price of admission. Um, I, I, I'm going to get us to stand. Why don't we stand together? And, and Lord, I, I thank you tonight for everybody who's in this room for the, the, the power, the incredible corporate ability we could ever get to a point where we could join together and focus on one objective no wall could stand no no mountain would be too high there'd be almost nothing that we couldn't do and yet lord we sometimes get so distracted and so concerned and so fixated with a personal agenda that we miss the bigger bigger calling and the bigger picture help us i pray lord have the courage to be us. In Jesus' name. I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to get the guys. They're going to sing us the song. And uh, that's going to be great. And, and just as we're singing, you know, if, if somebody has said something tonight and it's touched you or maybe you just sense God's moving on your life and maybe there's something in the future of your life to do with, with a, a, an overseas calling or, or, or maybe you just, you know, you're just looking for more. Maybe you know there's something more that God has got for your life than you're currently experiencing. We're just going to worship God. If you want to come forward, we're going to give an opportunity for prayer. Uh, these guys are here. They're, they're going to pray for you, lay hands on you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. 